While they find their seat, you can find in your Bibles the book of Luke, chapter number 1. Luke, chapter number 1, and we'll pick up where we left off this morning. And we've met up with Mary. The angel Gabriel has let Mary know that some unusual things are going to happen in her life. She's going to have a baby. And it's going to be the God-man, the Christ child. And she's thinking about all these things. As we concluded our text and message this morning, we'll back up to verse number 36. The angel Gabriel has already told Mary that she's going to have a baby. And without being with a man, and it's going to come from the Holy Ghost, and she wonders how this is going to happen. And so Mary uh, is told by Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel says, now Mary, you have a cousin that God has done a miraculous work on her too. Do you remember the old lady? you remember your cousin Elizabeth? She's well stricken in years and she's six months along with a baby. We know that baby's going to become and is John the Baptist. And in verse 36, the angel of the Lord says to Mary, Behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. And then the angel says to Mary, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Aren't you glad that's true? With God nothing shall be impossible. And so we see what happens next. The Bible says, And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For, lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath holpen his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months, and returned to her own house. And we come to this story, and this is uh, where Mary exits the scene. But a fascinating meeting and time. We meet Mary. Mary's heard that God has done a miraculous work in the old lady Elizabeth, her cousin. And 
She says, I need to go talk to her. And she ends up visiting with her for three months. But when they come together, a fascinating thing happens. When they come together the first time, uh, Mary greets Elizabeth, Elizabeth greets Mary, and Elizabeth says, the baby that's in my womb jumped for joy. And she says something I think very fascinating. She says a lot of things fascinating, but one thing specifically that I want to use as a springboard for our message tonight. The Bible says in verse 45, Elizabeth speaking to Mary, she says, blessed is she that believed. Elizabeth says to Mary, Mary, you are so blessed for trusting in the Lord. You are so blessed for trusting in the Lord. She says, blessed is she that believed. And then she says this, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. She says, Mary, you're so blessed. And because you've believed on the Lord, there will be a performance of those things which were told you from the Lord. And Elizabeth says something fascinating. I've thought, and I thought it was kind of interesting, kind of funny in this Christmas season. I've underlined that little phrase, there will be a performance. And uh, you can expect that. How many of you like children's programs in churches? I like children's programs when they go perfect. No, I'm just kidding. Those aren't the best ones. The best children's programs is when there's that one kid. And some of you are mother or father to that one kid. There's that one kid. Those are the best. There will be a performance. (laughs) Uh, That's not at all what Elizabeth meant when she said there will be a performance. But it is our message title tonight. There shall be... A performance. And what Elizabeth was saying, she's looking at Mary and she says, Mary, because you've believed in God, because you've trusted God, because you've obeyed God, because you've put God first, God is going to do in your life everything that he's promised to do in your life. There's going to be a performance by God in your life. God's going to keep his promises. God's going to bless you. God's going to use you. God's going to do everything he promised that he'd do. The promises of God are some without condition. That means no matter what, that's what God's going to do. And we can rejoice and glory in the unconditional promises of God. But there are also promises from God that are conditional. And the conditions are if you do this, God will do that. And in this instance, God has told Mary that I want to use you to give birth to the Christ child. And Mary's response was precious and right. And she said yes to the Lord. And let me tell you something. When you say yes to God, there shall be a performance of the will and work of God in your life. The best thing that any person can ever do with their life is just say yes to the Lord. The best thing any person could ever do to God is to yearn and long for his perfect will. And folks, when you obey the Lord and trust the Lord, there shall be a performance. And I don't know about you, but I want God to perform his miracle will through my life. And I want God to perform his miracle will through your life too. There shall be a performance. God is going to do his work. When we, his children, obey him. When we obey him, there shall be a performance. Oh, it's so exciting to see 
this passage of Scripture. As we begin to read this passage of Scripture, I want to just help you with a few things. There shall be a performance, number one, when you faithfully submit to the Lord. There shall be a performance when you faithfully submit to the Lord. And what I mean is not consistent faithfully, but full of faith. You see, it takes a measure of faith to say yes to the Lord because our flesh wants to stay in control of our little worlds and do our own thing. But let me tell you something. You have no idea what God ultimately wants for your life and God's best is left in his hands if you'll give your life to the Lord and by faith say, Lord, here's my life. Take it. Use it. I yield my way to you. God will do his greatest work. I've heard preachers use many different illustrations, but one that I thought was pretty neat was just a blank sheet of paper. This piece of paper represents your life. Write your name on it and leave it blank and say, God, here's my life. You can have it. Do with my life what you want. And folks, I'll have you know, if you'll give your life to the Lord, there shall be of performance. Now, what's the first thing we see in Mary in this text? We see Mary in faith submitting to the will of God. The angel Gabriel has come to Mary and said, Hey Mary, you're going to have a child of the Holy Ghost. It's going to be the Christ child. She says, How's that going to work? He says, The Holy Spirit's going to take care of all the details. I'll prove it to you. Elizabeth's expecting a child and it's a miracle. And God, with God, nothing shall be impossible. Just know that God's will for your life is to carry and give birth to the Christ child. And what does Mary say in verse number 38? And Mary said, look at it, it's so important you see this. And Mary said, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. How did Mary respond to God's will in her life? It's very precious. She says, all right, if this is what God wants for me, if this is what God has chosen for me, I don't understand how it's all going to happen. As a matter of fact, it's quite scary. I don't know how Joseph is going to react. I don't know how mom and dad are react. I don't know how this uh, community is going to respond to the news that I have. I don't know what this entails. And she surely didn't. But she said, if that's what God wants for my life, and she says, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord. She says, whatever God wants, here I am. She says, look at me, here I am. I am the handmaiden of the Lord. The hand, word handmaiden is just a female slave. She says, I am submitting myself to the service of King Jesus. I am submitting myself to the work of God. If that's what God wants for my life, then I say yes. Let me tell you something, that's the best decision Mary ever made. And it'll be the best decision you ever make. To submit to the will of God. She faithfully submitted to the will of God. She said, here I am. I am the handmaid. And you can see it again in verse 38. She says, behold the handmaid of the Lord. I love the word Lord. I talk about it often, I know, but I never get tired of it. Or it's emphasis. You see... God must not only be our creator, God must also be our Lord. He is your creator, but he needs to be your Lord. 
Will you make the Lord the Lord of your life? Will you become the servant of God? I'll tell you, when you become the servant of God, you can be sure of this very important thing. There shall be a performance of the will of God in your life when you submit faithfully. She said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. I think that's so beautiful. But she doesn't stop there. She says in verse 38, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. What does she say? She says, Here I am. Lord, whatever you want for my life, you just let it be unto me according to thy word. Whatever your word has for me is what I want. Oh, it's a sweet place to be. And I'll just tell you, when you submit yourself to God, you can be certain of this very thing. There shall be a performance. God is going to work his will in your life. Is it going to be perfect every time? Nope. Are you going to have life with all honey and no bees? No, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be burdens to bear. There's going to be hiccups along the way. But I'll just tell you something. When you live in submission, faithful submission to God and his word, God will perform his will in your life. There shall be a performance. Number one, faithful submission. Number two, I want you to see what happens And what Mary chooses to do with her life, she makes a very wise decision, and I'm very thankful for it. But what does Mary decide to do? She says, if my cousin Elizabeth is going through something like this or something miraculous like this with me for the glory of God, then I probably need to be around her. So the first point this evening is faithful submission. The second point this evening is like-minded fellowship. There shall be a performance in your life when you find yourself with like-minded fellowship fellowship now look what she does in verse 39 of our text the bible says and mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of judah and entered into the house of zacharias and saluted elizabeth i thought it was quite fascinating she wasn't commanded to go and be with elizabeth but she knew if she was going to make it through she's going to have to have fellowship She's going to have to have somebody that knew the Lord, somebody that could understand, somebody that could help her along the way. She knew that she needed like-minded fellowship. The Bible says in verse 40 that she entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. You can never get tired of this little encounter. Most people believe that when Mary and Elizabeth encountered and the babe, John the Baptist, leaped in Elizabeth's womb was when he was filled with the Spirit. And nonetheless, how sweet it is that God's people can know the person of God, the will of God, and sense the Spirit of God. Now, She came to Elizabeth. Why? She needed help. She needed encouragement. She needed the fellowship. Now, if you think somehow that you can be a faithful Christian and see God's will fulfilled in your life all by yourself, you are incorrect. You're incorrect. I don't harp on people about church attendance. I really like it when the Lord beats you to death and I don't have to. That's what I prefer. (laughs) That's what I prefer. And I want to encourage you. 
It's kind of probably a message that needs to be preached to a different crowd. Thank you on Sunday night for being here. I know it's not easy to get here. But you'll never regret the faithful fellowship of God's people in the house of God. We're made to fellowship. We are made to communicate. We are made to bear one another's burdens. Don't ever get to the place where you think that you're such a strong Christian that you need no one. That's not true. Oh, how many times through the years have I been the one prepared to preach and bring the message, but I come into fellowship with God's people, and it's you, God's people, that encourage me as we begin to fellowship. Thank you. And I pray the Lord uses me to encourage you. But I'll just tell you something. You can never thrive in your Christian life without the fellowship of like-minded people. And you cannot effectively do and know the will of God without a strong connection to a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. Elizabeth was a picture of the church to Mary. And Mary needed somebody that was full of the Spirit. Somebody that could encourage her. Somebody that could help her. Somebody that could help her come along. Somebody that could be a blessing. And you know we all need that. You see, there will be a performance of God's will in our lives when we work together, when we serve together, when we fellowship. Like-minded fellowship. Sometimes you don't realize what you have in a church until you need a church. And when you need the church... And the church shows up and it's a blessing. And you understand, oh, praise the Lord for the fellowship, the local body. And Mary sets a great example, like-minded fellowship. She had spirit-filled family and friends. And we'll just begin working our way through this passage of Scripture. The Bible says in verse number 41 that Elizabeth, the last phrase, was filled with the Holy Ghost. Let me encourage you to do something. Find friends that are full of God. Make friends with people who love Jesus. Someone said a long time ago that you are or you soon shall be what your friends are. And Mary at this moment in her life needed somebody that could understand, that believed God, that knew God and could understand what God wanted to do with her life. I'm thankful for those kind of people. The Bible says in verse 42, And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Oh, I love the spirit of Elizabeth. What's Elizabeth doing? We should try to emulate Elizabeth. Elizabeth is encouraging Mary, but she's not just encouraging her with some type of fluff. She's encouraging Mary with the truth. Blessed art thou among women. And Mary was blessed and highly favored. But I want to remind you of something. So are you. I'm so thankful to know that irregardless to my shortcomings, shallowness, sinfulness, I'm blessed of God and favored of God, and so are you. She says to Mary, blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Elizabeth understood that God loves his people, but she also understood that God exalts his son. Verse 43, and whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me. Elizabeth is a blessing. She's also humble. Do you see the spirit of Elizabeth? She says, who in the world am I? That the mother of my Lord would come and visit me. Oh, I like humble people. You know what's more important than me liking humble people? God loves humble people. God uses humble people. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. If we get to the place where we think we've got it all figured out, 
We need a good dose of reality and humility to get to the place where God can use us again. Elizabeth's a humble friend. Like-minded fellowship. Verse 44. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And the Bible says in verse 45, And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. What did God do? God used Elizabeth. God used Elizabeth. I want to encourage you. Find a friend. Be a friend. Like-minded fellowship. The fellowship of God's people is of utmost importance. If we're going to know, experience, and do the will of God. Young people, have you ever been around somebody that discouraged you from doing God's will? Stay away. Have you ever been around a friend that encouraged you to do the will of God? Those are the people you need to put in your life. Those are the people you need to intentionally place in your life. And those are the kind of people that we all need to be. May God help us to be the kind of people that encourage others to serve the Lord. May God help us to be the kind of people that encourage others to do the right thing. Oh, may the Lord use us that way. You see, like-minded fellowships produces performing of God's will in our life. There shall be a performance. And finally, number three, faithful submission, like-minded fellowship, and number three, scriptural praise. Scriptural praise. Mary gives us an example. Mary begins to praise the Lord, but she doesn't praise the Lord in some type of irrational fit. She praises the Lord with the word of God. The next several verses, from verse number 46 to verse number 56, Mary talks to the Lord, and most of what she says is her repeating and quoting the Word of God. There are excerpts in this uh, passage of Scripture from Hannah's praise to the Lord after she finds out she's going to have a baby that she prayed for. There's excerpts in this this passage from Mary's words from the Psalms. But the Word of God in Mary's heart came out as she praised the Lord. Here's a few things she said. She praised the Lord. The Bible says in verse 46, Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. If you want to know God's will, see God's will performed in your life, you're going to have to magnify the Lord. I can't take time to cover all these, but I'll talk about this one for just a moment. I love that word magnify. My soul doth magnify the Lord. The older you get, the more you like a magnifying glass, right? The older you get, the more you like your bifocals or trifocals. Anybody got a quadfocal around here? Why? Because magnification becomes your friend. I carry binoculars with me this time of the year everywhere I go. And if I don't have them for some reason, it's just awful because I really like the magnification because I want to count how many points that deer has. You know what I mean if you're a deer hunter. I love the magnification. What's the point? The point is to bring into focus the details about what you're looking at. And Mary said, if I'm going to serve the Lord and be the person who carries the Christ and do the will of God, if God's going to perform work in my heart, I'm going to magnify the Lord. I'm going to bring him into close focus. And I'm going to study him. I'm going to know him. I'm going to magnify the Lord. I'm going to make something big out of Jesus. He says, I'll magnify the Lord. Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Verse 47, my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. Who does she acknowledge Jesus to be? Her Savior. 
Oh, I'm so thankful to see that from Mary. Some people preach and teach that Mary was sinless, but that's not true. Mary was a sinner just like the rest of us because she confessed here in her praise of the Lord, I need a Savior. Folks, you can never be used of God until you acknowledge the fact that you need a Savior. You'll never see God's will fulfilled in your life as long as you think somehow that you can be so self-righteous that you don't need a Savior. Oh my, we've got to come to the Lord in acknowledging that Jesus is our Savior. And we need a Savior because we are sinful and desperately wicked. Mary said, Lord, you're my Savior. Verse 48, he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. The glory of her life would be the byproduct of what God did in her life. She was excited that from now on all generations would call her blessed. Not so she could puff her chest out and say, Woohoo, I'm really big. I'm really something. I'm really important. She was interested in generations calling her blessed because of what God had done. She wanted the world to know that God has used this girl of low estate to do something great for his glory. And I'll have you know something. When you submit to the Lord faithfully, when you find yourself in like-minded fellowship, when you scripturally praise the Lord, God will perform his work. And the glory will belong to Jesus. And God can do something with your life that only God can do. She's praising the Lord. In verse 49, For he... That is mighty hath done to me great things. You see, when your heart's right with God, you understand that God has been great to you. And holy is his name. Verse 50, his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. She's just acknowledging the fact that God is going to work. And God is going to bring righteousness to the top. Verse 53, he hath filled the hungry with good things. The rich he hath sent it empty away. He hath opened his servant Israel in the remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary abode her about three months and returned to her own house. Oh, how sweet it is. How sweet it is. She said, God, you're faithful. God, I'm trusting you. God, I'm believing you. And she praised the Lord for his goodness. And the byproduct of her praise was God used her life. Listen, I don't know about you, but I want there to be a performance of the will of God through my life. I'm not going to get that by pursuing it in some arrogant, sinful fashion. But I can get it when I faithfully submit to the Lord. When I find myself in the fellowship of God's people. And when I praise God scripturally and give Him glory and acknowledge Him and magnify Him in my life. Oh, I don't know how God will do it or what God will do. But I'm excited to see what God can do and will do through a group of people like our church who want to see God perform His will in their life. I just want to say it like this. There shall be a performance.
And I'm excited to see what God has in store for all of our lives. Let's submit to him, believing that he's good. He's God. He's faithful. And he has an eternal work for us to accomplish with our lives. There shall be a performance. Let's pray.